Jordan Carruth, what's coming up on episode 13 of the Always Loyal podcast? Hello, Darren Smith. San Diego Loyal getting a much needed break over the weekend. We'll recap that break, what it meant for the club. Uh, we'll talk about the run that they went on. And we're also going to be joined by a very special guest, the president and co-founder of Stone Brewing. He is Steve Wagner. He's going to talk about how San Diego, the city, has impacted Stone Brewing and made it better. We're also going to talk about his soccer travels, going to Barcelona, to Madrid, going to an Arsenal-Tottenham match at White Hart Lane. We're going to talk about all of that on this episode of the Always Loyal Podcast. Hi, this is Jonah Eldridge here and Tony Camberos, and we're account executives here at the San Diego Loyal. Come check us out on game day and ask for us at the info booth. We'll get you set up with the best seats for the best value. Go Loyal! It is the Where Were We edition of the Always Loyal Podcast. We are 8.34ths of the way into the season. Match day nine upcoming. San Diego Loyal will be back in league action, taking on Tampa Bay Rowdies, two-time Eastern Conference champs, defending Eastern Conference champs. Jordan, how are you doing? Hello, Darren. I am doing well. Uh, Excited for the podcast today. Excited to recap what happened in Carson. And pretty cool guest coming up, Steve Wagner, the president and co-founder of Stone Brewing where uh, we can actually hang out this weekend. San Diego Loyal on the road at Tampa Bay, 4.30 kickoff here on the West Coast. That's Saturday, uh, an official watch party in North County. This is right down the road for me. Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens Escondido. That is where the official watch party is this week. So what better time than uh, to chat it up with Steve Wagner, who's the president and co-founder. So excited for that conversation. And then it's never too early to look at the standings, right, Darren? Never, Jordan. 8.34ths of the way in. It is sort of hard to remember. I feel like we, those are two even numbers. So we right, should they, be able to bring that fraction down. It should reduce a little bit. How yes. about 4 seventeenths? I don't know that that's accurate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Math is just terrible. But you're right. We're eight match days in. Match day nine coming up. 34 total to be played. It just feels like we've been through a lot. But this is the final podcast for the month of April. Match day nine will be this weekend, 4.30 p.m. Like you said, you can watch it at Stone Brewing in Escondido. You can watch it on CW6 if you're going to chill at home by your lonesome. ESPN Plus, Azteca 33. So all sorts of ways that you can watch San Diego Loyal back in league action. But I feel like we've been through so much. And just, geez, less than a week ago, we were in Carson, California. Our very first ever experience with the U.S. Open Cup came crashing down. I hope people enjoyed last week's Always Loyal podcast. We did that in real time, sort of a Always Loyal podcast at the match type. Here it is in real time. Here's what's happening before. Here's what's happened during. Here's what's happening afterwards. I, I, I listened back. I, I've made It made sense to me, but I was there. So I hope people had a good experience listening to that last week. And congratulations to lower division soccer clubs, Detroit City, San Antonio, both representing USL Championship, Union Omaha, and Northern Colorado Hailstorm Football Club, Jordan, for advancing to the next round of the U.S. Open Cup by defeating MLS competition. Phoenix is still there. Sacramento is still there. Other clubs are still there. But those four clubs in particular, took down MLS competition, which you'd love to see it. Um, I would not blame people for not wanting to watch the Open Cup the rest of the way just because Loyal are out. But 
I will not be in that category. I definitely want to, I'm, I'm in like, I'm even though loyal are out, I'm still in, I'm invested. I want to see how this plays out. Um, it's not a tournament that I admittedly watched a bunch. Um, it's been going around for a very, very long time and I have not been watching it for very long, but now that we have a club, I'm invested and now I'm curious and I want to see what some of these other clubs do at the USL and even lower levels. So I'm in, I'm still in, even though loyal are out, I still want to watch. Um, it is, I think a much deserved break for San Diego that they got over the weekend. We really don't have a match to recap since what happened in Carson, a much deserved break because I think I saw Elijah Martin chat about it after the game. I saw Nate Miller tweet about it. The amount of games that San Diego loyal had to play in such a short amount of time. Um, so I'm sure that they, uh, they enjoyed their, their weekend off. They played like, I, I don't even know what the numbers were off the top of my head, but it was a lot. Those open cup games uh, happening in the middle of the week and every other week, in addition to what was already a busy part of the schedule for loyal that combined to just a lot of minutes for a lot of guys. Yeah. I, I would imagine that they enjoyed some much needed time off. Yeah. A couple of weeks off. I, I think that definitely matters. Cause even if you look at the standings as we are recording on a Tuesday, before Loyal gets set to hit the road and go to Tampa, you look, they still have played more than almost everybody. There's a handful of clubs that have played eight times, but when you look at the USL championship standings, most six, I think in the Western Conference, it's Loyal, it's Oakland, it's about it. So, you know, they have played a lot and then throw in Open Cup midweek, playing against Albion, then playing on the road up in LA. Now, does this have something to do? with Charlie Adams not being available and Tomas Amang not being available. Who knows, right? Hopefully these guys are all back. Indications seem to be that the players who they were without in Open Cup competition should be returning back up and running, getting set physically here with the weekend off. But you are right. That is, that's, a, that's a lot of soccer in a short amount of time. So, yeah, when you go back and think about the Open Cup match and think that through 90 minutes, Loyal didn't make a single substitution, LA Galaxy brought on five MLS regulars. It even brings it into further perspective and focus what it was that Loyal was able to do in Carson, California that night, losing a goal to none. But we're back to league play, Jordan. I, I'm like you, though. I'll be paying attention to the Open Cup. Jordan and I just text each other. We're like, this tournament's so rad. This tournament's this tournament rocks. We just send each other highlights. That's all we do. <laughs> how, how could you not have, have, you know, though I'm sure people in San Diego might feel a certain way about San Antonio for whatever reason. How could you not have loved that moment where San Antonio and extra time scores against Austin and then their keeper makes these ridiculous saves at the end and you see the ball boys out there behind the goal, jumping up and down, dropping to their knees, crowd, euphoric. How could you not love it? How could you not be a, a romantic about sports when you see those sorts of scenes? Yeah, it, it's easy to kind of, it's almost similar to the playoffs for San Diego. Like we've experienced the playoffs. We've experienced the Open Cup, but we've only experienced those on the road. We have not had a home playoff match and we have not played an Open Cup match at home yet. So having that atmosphere at home, having um, Landon Donovan and Nate Miller and the rest of the crew coach up the ball boys before a match like that. <laughs> uh, I, I think, I think it's going to be even more exciting when that opportunity comes great experience. First time through for the open cup. Um, but having to go to Albion, I know it's not a long trip. It's local, but still you weren't playing at your home place. 
um, and then going to Carson. I will say that the nine matches, I think it was a successful run. You just, you played like some of the most talented clubs at the very end of it. Like you had Louisville at the very end of this run and then the LA Galaxy in the Open Cup, which is clearly the most talented squad that they have faced yet with Chicharito rolling out in the second half. Um, so, I mean, they had four straight wins in this stretch and then it turned into a draw against Oakland and then um, back-to-back losses at the very, very end. But it's it's a lot of minutes against two very, very good clubs at the very end. So I, I'm still chalking it up as a success. They played a lot of matches. They're scoring a lot of goals. I think they should feel very good. Um, and I think they probably did feel very good about where they stand over the weekend because I'm sure they had time to reflect a little bit. And I, I would hope they're happy with their position. I'm going to continue to watch, but it makes me long for the day that we see two things. One, Loyal playing one of these matches at home, hopefully against a bigger club, you know, an MLS club, two, picking off an MLS club. I think we're going to see that. I, you know, I, I do believe that. Being up in Carson reminded me, and, and this is, you know, we understand USD temporary. It's been a great, great host for San Diego Loyal, but being in a proper soccer stadium with the canopies, keeping the sound inside for 10, 11, 12,000 people to sound like way more than that, to hear locals and chavos and supporters for LA Galaxy going back and forth, the acoustics in that place, you're reminded of, of what it sounds like in a proper soccer stadium. Not going to go into the politics of it all. You know, you, if you follow Loyal, you probably are well aware of what it is that they're trying to do. Who knows what the future holds? But to be in a proper soccer stadium, that number one, number two, can't wait to see the day. Now, who knows you know, what everybody's future is. Can't wait to see the day, though, where Loyal take on an MLS club in San Diego and take them down. Right. Stadium obviously matters. Thinking about those moments, think about your first playoff win whenever that happens, and it will happen. Uh, think about your first U.S. Open Cup win at home. The scenes of having that at home with your home fans and what that stadium would look like. Clearly, that's an important piece. All right. Um, just as before we uh, chatted up with Mr. Steve Wagner, who's about to join the podcast, a couple highlights from that run they just went on. Win against Phoenix, that 3-2 win in Phoenix. That was very nice. Um, of course, the win against Albion, your first ever Open Cup win is, is always going to be memorable. Uh, Loyal beating Charleston in that stretch. And then uh, getting a win against Sacramento as well. They did have four wins in a row in there. That win in Phoenix probably highlights the group. Probably. And that was an away win, which is going to be important, which we'll get to coming up in segment three. So eight into the books, third in the Western Conference, five wins, a draw, a couple of losses, and back to league play. But when we yes. return, the person responsible for the Buena Vesa Social Club. Mm-hmm. Steve Wagner from Stone Brewing on the Always Loyal Podcast. The president and co-founder of Stone Brewing. Is it as cool as it sounds? Being the president and co-founder of Stone? That sounds pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, I really uh, enjoy my work. I'm proud of our company and the, the team that we have that you know we work with. And uh, yeah, I'm proud of what we've accomplished over the last 26 years or so. 
we'll get to a lot of fun stuff um, in our conversation. Impact in San Diego, the, the story of Stone, um, mm-hmm. and definitely your travels and love for the for the game of soccer. Uh, but I do want to start here. You always hear the line, and usually it's it's a joke. It's not maybe it's not always positive, but you hear the line. I remember my first beer. Um, <laughs> usually you don't want to hear someone telling you that. But like I I think of mine like. I mean, I guess I don't have to do the age thing, but my dad like always has like, like Coors Light. He's like that yeah. generation and yeah. like always like that's his water essentially. So I remember like that, like sipping that was my first ever beer. Mm-hmm. I remember like my best friend, his first ever beer. <laughs> he got like a, we were in London. <laughs> he got like a warm Corona in this Ooh. British pub. It was <laughs> awful. It was so, so bad. So yeah, that, Steve, that what, was, what was your first beer? <laughs> Uh, you know, my first beer, I think my, my, uh, my brothers and I used to go stay with my grandmother in Chicago. I grew up in Chicago and my brothers and I would go stay with her when my parents wanted a a night out and a night away from three little boys. And she used to give us, uh, her beer in a little glass with dinner and and she was a big hams drinker. I'm sorry to say hams beer. It's a big Midwestern, you know, budget brand, but that was it. That was the introduction. My only excuse was I was six years old. So. Oh, jeez. See, I wasn't even, I didn't even give my number. You you have no problem with it. You're like, I was six. I was getting it at the dinner table. So like you were, uh, you were made for this then in that sense. Yeah. You know what? I, I can remember how that beer tastes actually, believe it or not. Really? Is yeah. there any, what's the closest beer that Stone makes that you would compare to that? You know, I mean, actually back in those days, I mean, those beers were pretty decent lagers. They actually had a little bit of hop character and stuff and they were really clean. And I mean, it tastes, it just tasted like a really good, pretty fresh lager. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could compare one of our beers to it, but right. Um, you know, it was decent. I remember um, you, you hung out with us on match day live last year before a San yeah. Diego loyal match. We had a good time. We, we toasted, we had some Buena Vesa. I think we even yeah. had some champagne together. Um, <laughs> I remember then you talked about the the beginning of Stone and you brewing your first beer and how that all started. And instead of the introduction of Stone, was there mm-hmm. a moment where you realized like this is this is probably going to be bigger and better than I realized? Or because I'm I don't know how big you dreamed initially yeah. for the company, but was there like a specific moment where you were like, wow, like this is actually maybe something bigger than I ever realized? Yeah. I mean, there were a number of them along the way, you know, one of the early ones I remember is, you know, probably two or three years in. One of the reasons we started in San Diego was because I used to come down here. My brothers went to UCSD, so I was kind of familiar with the area. We used to go to the Del Mar racetrack all the time. And I think it was in our second or third year, we actually got our beer on tap at the Del Mar racetrack. And to me, that was just like, wow, we've really arrived now. You know, this is huge. <laughs> Little did I know what was to come after that. But that was, you know, one of the first moments I remember thinking, this is really cool. We, we might actually make it. That's interesting that you bring it up, the connection to San Diego, because I did want to ask you about this. What about San Diego? If anything, like maybe there's nothing, but like, how has San- the city actually impacted Stone? Like, is this, because I, I don't know, like I, I'm not in the business. Yeah. Would Stone like be exactly the same if you guys started in, let's say, I don't know, like Cleveland? Like, would Stone no. still be Stone? Or like, what, like, how did San Diego, how does San Diego impact Stone? Two main ways, I think, you know, I mean, number one, it's a, it's kind of a big, small town in some ways, right? So 
we could we could make a, a pretty decent impression by getting our beer on tap at a few places right at the beginning. And all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people, at least in the restaurant business, know about you. And so that was a big advantage over, you know, Greg and I were living in Los Angeles previously, and there have been breweries that failed there. And it's just really hard to make an impression or start something new there. So that was a big advantage here. And then also just the fact that, you know, so many people come here from other parts of the country and the world, and you've got a, a big military presence where people are coming from all over the place too. And, you know, the people uh, like to drink beer here and then they spread the word about your brewery. And, and, you know, our original business plan was just to be a San Diego brewery, but because the word got spread across the U.S. and even worldwide, you know, that changed our plans and we were able to grow much bigger than we thought originally. I guess I can tell you a story and you can tell me if you've had anything similar. I, I used to work with SDSU and I would travel for football. I would do pre-half and post. And I traveled, we played years ago, SDSU played at Penn State. And I remember we we get in on a Friday. And so for those who are not playing, uh, they have the oppor opportunity the night before to go out, get some food, get some drink. And I remember asking for, for a beer. Um, what year must, this must have been like 2015, 2014. <laughs> And I, they were so excited that they had like a stone IPA. They're like, have you ever heard of this? Have you ever heard of this stone? And I'm just like, like I grew, I grew up in Vista. So like, uh -huh. yeah. I mean, stone, like I'm very aware of stone <laughs> yeah, for a very long time. Um, and I just remember like being in the middle of like nowhere, Pennsylvania and having a bartender being like, oh, we got this brand new beer. It's, it's a stone IPA. Like you gotta try it. It's so good. Have you ever even heard of it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> We're in from San Diego. Of course, we've heard of it. Um, have you ever been like offered a stone or anything like unknowingly in like a totally random place that you wouldn't expect to find it? Yeah, I mean, I found it in a lot of places that I wouldn't expect to find it. And, and you know, I found it in places that um, it was really meaningful to me that they had it on tap there. You know, some of the famous beer bars across the country and things like that. Just I remember one time I was going to a beer dinner in Washington, D.C., with uh, one of the guys who was on our sales team and we were just getting out of his car to, to walk into this beer dinner. And here we are in Washington, DC, and this is 10 years ago at least. And some guy just rides by on a, on a bike with a stone ruination biking Jersey on, you know, and it was just, uh, it was one of those moments of like, I can't even believe this just happened. You know? <laughs> Do you feel inclined? Like I need a photo with you. It's like, get up. Yeah. Like I need to slow down. I need to go. Stop, take a, yeah. Right. I need to take a <laughs> selfie with you. Um, do what's the most common question you get from other breweries in town? I'm sure you, you get questions all the time looking for advice. Yeah. What's the most common question you get? Um, you know, do you have some hops we can borrow? That's pretty common. <laughs> <laughs> that's a common question in the industry. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the great thing about craft beer is like the camaraderie is unbelievable. It's like no other business that I've ever been exposed to. And people help each other out. Um, you know, they share information, they share materials if you need it um yeah it's just incredible that way and it makes it i mean that's what makes it one of the best jobs in the world so stone's been connected to san diego loyal since the beginning um yeah. since the very mm. beginning why uh, why is soccer so important to you personally um and then also why was it important to you to actually have a partnership between stone and, and san diego's local club yeah um well i played soccer since i was a kid in chicago and i, I played all the way through college and uh, i've just been a fan and i always liked the, the fact that soccer is such an international game 
Um, and, you know, the chance to get involved with the loyal on the ground level, it's something that is more suited to our size. You know, we always thought about, you know, doing something with one of the big major league teams, but that's really so far out of the price range for a company like us that it just didn't make sense. But this was something I was passionate about and a lot of people on our team are passionate about and, you know, the ability to get it in on the ground level at the first year and to build a partnership and to, you know, try to build something exciting. It's uh it was a dream. Yeah. I, it's been a dream partnership. And I'm curious, you, you, I'm sure you've had the opportunity to travel with, uh, with your work from time yeah. to time. Have mm -hmm. you, uh, normally when I'm traveling, I like to work in a few soccer matches. If, if the schedule permits, have you, uh, do you take the same approach? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I've worked them in on business trips and other times I've taken trips specifically to, uh, go see some matches, but, uh, You've done soccer specific trips. Yeah. For my, okay. What are those? My, uh, for my 60th birthday, which was four years ago now, my uh, family was spring break for my son. So we went to Barcelona for spring break and we got to see Barcelona play with Messi. Messi scored a hat trick. They won three nil. And then, uh, then we took a train to Madrid and watched the champions league game where Juventus came back against Real Madrid. They were down three, nothing from the first leg in in uh, Turin, and and Juventus came back at Real Madrid to tie at three three. You know they were still doing a, um, aggregate then, and uh, and then Ronaldo got the penalty kick in basically extra time and won the game. So we were at that game too, which was amazing. <laughs> oh man, I wish Darren was here for this conversation. <laughs> Him hearing Messi scoring a hat trick and Barca winning three 0 that must feel like ages ago. Which one was better? Which experience did you enjoy more? Oh wow. Champions League must be so different. Oh, it was so exciting and electric and just, you know, the whole pomp and circumstance and everything was really, really special. And the fact that they, you know, I think everybody thought it was already over before they even played that game, except for Juventus. And they, they actually came back and made it a, a, a match. But uh, I don't know. I think the Barcelona one was pretty special to see Messi score a hat trick. Never forget that. Sure. I love that you talk about like this taking a modest approach and you're like, I'm going to go watch Messi score a hat trick and Cristiano Ronaldo score a winning penalty in yeah. Champions League against his, what was his future team. Yeah. That's... I, lead a char I lead a charmed life. You know, you, you can't plan on stuff like that. But... All right. So you have a few checked off in Spain. Do you have any other, have you gone to other stadiums in La Liga? Yeah. Uh, no, not in La Liga. Okay. I've been to uh, matches in Germany a long time ago when I was in college, I worked a summer job in Frankfurt. So I went and saw Eintracht Frankfurt back in the day. And, uh, and then I'm a big Arsenal supporter. That's actually my, my main team. I know I saw you grimace when I said that. Just like, Was that, did you see me? That, I'm yeah, sorry. That was a natural like, reaction. I can't control right. that. Landon did the same thing when I told him. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't but, uh, mean to. I'm sorry. That's yeah. like I said, it's natural. It's natural. My best friend, my best man at my wedding was an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. I, re I regret it. I just so I've been to see a, a couple of matches at the, uh, at the Emirates. Okay. You've got, you, so you've been to Emirates. You didn't go, yeah. did you go to Highbury by chance? No, but I actually, the very first uh, professional soccer match that I saw, I was on a uh, post-college tour of uh, Europe and it was the winter of 81, basically. I graduated in 1980, in December of 1980. It was in, I want to say it was probably February of 81. And I was in London and I said, well, I'll go see a, go see a soccer match. You know, not really knowing much about 
English soccer at that point, not knowing that it was the height of like hooliganism and that kind of stuff. And so I was traveling around Europe wearing a, uh, a red down vest, you know, to keep warm. And I picked out a Tottenham match that was happening that day. And I took the tube and I was able to, I got there late, was able to buy a ticket. They put me into the away fans area, which was surprisingly pretty deserted. There weren't many people in there. And there was a fence with the Tottenham supporters on that side. And they pretty, you know, immediately started spitting at me and, you know, singing, we'll see you all outside and all that kind of stuff. But I realized I was probably in trouble. Um, so I waited till about 15 minutes before the match was going to end and uh, decided to find my way out of the stadium. I mean, they had to unlock the gates to let me out. And I, they let me out and it was like mounted police all over the place. And so it was, it was crazy. Who won? So I was hooked. Uh, you know, so I was hooked. positive. <laughs> I think Tottenham won that one. Actually. Tottenham won that one. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's such a layup for me to say something. <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. Right, um, tell me about the Frankfurt experience. That must be very cool. Going to a booth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that was a long time ago. I was in college, so 40 years ago or whatever. But it was, uh, they had a Korean striker at that time named Bum Kun Cha. And uh, it was really great. I can't even remember who they played, but it was pretty special then, too. I mean, yeah, you know, German fans were pretty nuts. And uh, it, was, it was fun. You've had a pretty cool life. <laughs> You know, I say, I, lead, I mean, I lead these stories, we're just kind of like into story time at this point, but <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. You have, a, this is good. Like, and a lot of them are like college times and they extend yep. beyond like, this is, yep. this is nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, so outside of Emirates and what it sounds like White Hart Lane, you went to, mm -hmm. um, any other premier league stadiums? Uh, Stanford Bridge. No, nope, I have not been to Stanford Bridge. Yeah. Did you ever consider supporting Chelsea instead of Arsenal? No, you know, it was, a, it was a family thing for me. I mean, besides that first game of Tottenham and Arsenal, when I really liked the way Arsenal played, yeah. um, my wife, my wife's stepmother, her family's all English and they're all Arsenal fans and they're the ones into it. So. Got it. <laughs> there are worse clubs that you could have yeah, been. Yeah. You could have been a Tottenham fan. Ah, yeah. we did it. We snuck yeah. one in. <laughs> we snuck one in. I'm not even taking that one out. Um, Steve, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you don't think I wasted your time. I really, I, I've, it's so cool seeing a company like stone and like what it means and how it's represented within San Diego. It's so cool seeing that attached with San Diego loyal. It's just speaking personally as someone who's been talking about Sandy, like soccer in San Diego for yeah. nearly a decade now, like imagining stone being that first partner. It's, it's a total, it's a dream come true. It is. It is um, for us too. And it's just, uh, you know, it's really exciting this season, seeing how they're off to a great start and uh, good crowds and yeah, just super excited. Well, uh, we'll see you down at Torero stadium. We'll bring some Buena Vesa and uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll sip on some bubbles too. That sounds good. Thanks, Jordan. This is Weston Bray, Senior Account Executive from the San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. No better place to be this summer than Torero Stadium watching your Loyal compete for the USL Championship. We'll see you there. Go Loyal. Let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright App, the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play. All right, Jordan, we see Colorado Springs switch back. They are on top of the Western Conference standings. 18 still? points. Still are they drop points. What's their deal? They are level on points with San Antonio Football Club, each with 18. They're San Diego loyal. Now, 
Switchbacks, San Antonio have played seven times. Loyal's played eight. This will be their ninth upcoming this weekend. Loyal sitting on 16, Phoenix rising 15. Las Vegas lights hanging in there with 13 points. Sacramento Republic with 10. Wait, where's Vegas? Valley. Vegas is sitting fifth right now, 13 points. On purpose? Won four times. They've lost three times. One draw thus far on the season. Rounding out the top seven in the Western Conference standings, which sends you to the postseason. Rio Grande Valley Football Club, nine points. Loyal will be traveling to Tampa to Mm. take on the historic Tampa Bay Rowdies. You should check out their crest. You can see what's going on with their crest there. It's a fellow with a mustache. Back-to-back Eastern Conference champs. Rowdies sitting fourth in the Eastern Conference standings. And Jordan, quick look ahead at the schedule. At Tampa, Mm. at New Mexico, home against Colorado Springs on May May 14th. When's the easy part? Back away at Rio Grande, at LA Galaxy, at Red Bulls. We're looking at... Six of the next seven away, and then back home June 11th against Corey Herzog in Hartford. When's the easy part of the schedule? How about six this of the fact? next seven away? Get that six of the next seven matches away for Loyal. I have. I often look to 538 for numbers for playoff chances, um, and then championship odds as well. Did you know 538? thinks San Diego Loyal has a better chance of winning the championship than the current champions of USL. Orange County, a 3% chance to win it all. Loyal, 5%. Hmm. Orange County, which got uh, their pants pulled down by LAFC in the Open Cup, didn't they? I don't know anything about that, but San Antonio leads the way, according to 538. 17% chance to win it all. And then Loose City, second. Tampa Bay, third. Phoenix rising fourth. These are all the teams we play. Loose City, Tampa, Phoenix, Colorado, Sacramento, New Mexico. This is our schedule. All we play are the best teams in the league. Mm. And then you'll see a lot of them away as well. Tampa, New Mexico, next couple of weeks. Home, Colorado Springs, switchbacks May 14th, back out there. And then you don't really start playing consecutively at Terrera Stadium until June 19th and 25th or June 11th and 19th and 25th. So they are going to be the road warriors here, at least Jordan into the, into the month of June, into the second week of June. So here's what I like. It's easy to think about that and say, Oh, that's, that's a tough stretch. I don't know what's going to happen, but we've already seen loyal this squad specifically and how it's built different, come out with wins and all three points in a place like, I don't know, Phoenix, one of the contenders to win it all this year. And um, we've seen them go on the road and, get results in places that not many people can do. So Mm -hmm. they're going to have to do that a few times on the road. How many games are left? We're eight thirty-fourths of the way in Jordan. That's correct. (laughs) We're eight thirty-fourths of the way in. So we haven't (laughs) even scratched the surface of what this club's going to look like. They're going to be different players. And it's, it's yeah, things are, things are. How about our boy? How about uh, Steve Wagner, the president and co-founder? We, we do, uh, we do recommend, that people show up to Stone this weekend up in Escondido, Stone Brewing, World Bistro and Gardens, Escondido, watch party, uh, 4.30 kickoff here on the West Coast of San Diego at Tampa Bay. But that's likely where I will be to be watching the match. Um, but he's good. Arsenal fan. And you'll love this, Darren. Going to Barcelona. Mm. And when he went to watch Barca play, Lionel Messi, a hat trick and a 3-0 win. Whatever happened to that guy? What happened to that guy? He's reinventing himself in Petit. 
Is that what's oh, going on? A whole new player. Hmm. Interesting. I've, I've lost contact. I've lost touch with that. And then to go to Madrid and watch the Champions League match. I don't know. That Champions League match. It sounded like he had more fun at the Champions League match. Well, it's a Champions League match. Right. So I can certainly appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely appreciate that. Anybody traveling to Tampa? This is a uh, historic place. People are, are yeah, getting the opportunity to, to see. I've, the, the, We've seen the stadium on uh, television yeah. before. It's, it's a fun looking stadium. It's like Beautiful. a pirate ship. It's like right on the water. It's right on Tampa Bay. Rowdies. Is, are they playing it in that? Is it the pirate ship that's at the Buccaneers stadium? Is that where this is played? Uh, I don't know that that's FIFA regulation, but I, I think it's somewhere in that vicinity. It's just got a regulation view. size or what? It's great. Gorgeous view. Sun will be setting over the bay. It's going to look phenomenal on television. People will, will get it. will enjoy it for sure. I'll be watching from stone drinking some Buena Vesa. Love that. Can't go wrong with some, some Buena Vesa gear. I need to track down a Tory green Jersey. That's what I need to do. Hopefully those are available at stone. I would hope so. I've heard that their sales for Charlie Tory green kits exceeded their own expectation. So they had this reserve batch that they had to call in ahead of time. And then the reserve batch, when I was in the store, there were like five Tory green shirts still remaining. So they had to go to the reserve reserve batch for Tory green shirts as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I grabbed the one I could while I could. Smart man. I wonder if they're going to wear Tory green at all on this road trip. Or if they don't even have to pack it. Right. Is it just the... Uh, the do they light? even come home or do they just have to... Are they just like sent off for two months? Tampa, New Mexico, home Colorado Springs. Remember that trip to Rio Grande? That was that was an interesting one. That was required a connection, I do believe. Mm. Road Warriors. Traveling at the USL level. USL website called this matchup this weekend, Jordan. Quote, must see. It is must see. Must see. Duh. That's my response. Duh. How do you like that? I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Stone's going to be rocking. I'm going to bring Luca. Luca's going to drink his first Buena Vesa. Nice. Father of the year, Jordan Caruth. Happy birthday, Luca. <laughs> Happy turn- birthday, Luca. You're turning two. Here's two beers. Let's just hope for health. That was frustrating to see Loyal so shorthanded against Galaxy. So return to health. Key contributors, let's go. A lot of season left. Bring it, Tampa.